This is a podcast from Rover. Jay and Dunk reheated. So this one here is a funny one. A couple of blokes been locked up in America. They've been stealing ceiling fans. That was the, what, what they thought was uh, going to be. I guess they weren't going ba- to be pulled up. No, it was theft to order, basically. They had pre-sell them on Facebook Marketplace and then just go out and, and just f- flog them. I called it a, a side hustle. Jay disagreed. I call it theft. Yeah. Um, but we want to know what, what, how you're making money on the side at the moment. Uh, I had a rock phone. You can text us 3520. Hello, The Rock. What's your name? This is Tyler. Um, I'm just wondering, could this be a side hustle? I've been getting bikes for free and then waiting for a day to sell them. I've got seven for sale. Perfect side hustle. Yeah, great. are you a are you a bike mechanic? What do you do during the day? Um, so I get these bikes, paint them up. I get them for free, <laughs> and then get cheap paint, spray paint them, and then sell them for like sixty bucks each. You did a little laugh after you said I get them for free. You did a little chuckle there. Does that mean that you're stealing them? Or was someone else getting them for free for you? <laughs> uh, my mate's getting them for free for me. <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, Sweet, how much are you selling a bike for? 60 bucks. He's making 60 sweet. bucks a pop. Man, that's mega. Did you ring? Yeah. Did you ring because I, I once bought a stolen mountain bike? <laughs> Do you know that Dunk likes buying lifted goods? Jeez, mine's got a hard seat. You got any more soft seats, mate? What colour are they? He's got all the paint under the sun. You can get it for whatever colour you want. You want a matte black for me, mate? A nice big soft seat? I've got two BMXs that are black. Oh, but big for a BMX. No, you're not, mate. Reggie can ride one, so can you. <laughs> yeah, well, look at Reggie. He's carved out of stone. I'm not. Um, yeah, well, you know. Great, great side hustle. Have you? Is this something you're going to continue to do? Yeah, yeah for, a bit, for a couple more months. Yeah, mm. what, what's the end goal? Not prison. <laughs> uh, to get a car. Okay, makes sense. Selling two wheels to get four, I like it. That is a side hustle. Welcome to Shark Tank. Yeah, I'm hoping to. I'm hoping that will be a skyline. Mate, <laughs> you can do anything you want to do, mate. You keep moving those stolen bikes. <laughs> <laughs> you've got, and you've actually got a villainous laugh. It's <laughs> amazing. Will this, be, will this be played on here? Oh, that's not a good quick laugh now, mate. I'll just stick you on hold there. <laughs> oh, shit. Again. It's <laughs> oh, 100%. It's 100%. 100% theft. <laughs> I mean, you know, you call a radio station, you expect to get put on either, don't you? What's going on with the text machine over there? <laughs> oh. Oh, my side hustle is selling motorcycle toolkits. I import them for 40 bucks and then sell them for 80 bucks. That's Probably good. turn over about five or seven a week. See, now we're back into the legal trading schemes here. So you want to be a mix? Black. Skylines are expensive. He's going to need to move like 10,000 to buy a GDR. <laughs> My best side hustle was when I was a kid in the UK I made thousands selling junk food to my classmates After the school banned them from being sold (laughs) It's hot and dangerous 
Jay and Dunk reheated. There's a lot of cool sports jerseys out there, and one person that collects more than most mm. is our tech producer, Caleb, and it's just come unstuck for him. Welcome, Caleb. Mm, good day. How many jerseys do you reckon you have? Because you're quite uh, memorabilia heavy for a young buck. Yeah, quite a few. I think I'm into the teens now as to how many jerseys I've got. So probably about 13, 14 maybe. But I only sort of started a couple of years ago. And a lot of these are the new jerseys, right? A lot of them are new that I got on special. There's there's a couple of oldie, oldies in there, like a Hurricane sort of 97 yeah, one in there. That's and, a beaut. Um, yeah, a couple of other ones. So, where were you? What jersey were you wearing? Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I was walking into Pack and Save, and um, I was wearing a Raiders 92 jersey. The oh, old three big, quarter sleeve? Yeah, 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 with the big milk on the front. Oh, Canberra yes. milk team, one of yeah. the great uh, NRL teams of all time. Yeah, that's the one. And uh, I walked in, and, and it's a cool jersey. I don't know anything about the Raiders, though. <laughs> and I walk in, and the security guard goes, Bro, what a shocker tonight. And I was like, Huh? And he goes, oh, the game. I was like, oh, yeah, mate, tell me about it. <laughs> Good from you. Yeah. Because yeah. you've put it back on him yeah. if he does decide to press on. Yeah. But did did he tell you about it? Nah, he was just like, oh, man, only way is up from there. I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he just played it straight to his feet again. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, just dug out the Yorker. Thanks, mate. <laughs> I um, had a similar thing in Christchurch. I went down there with the family um, over the Easter break and uh, didn't even think about it. Put on my Crusaders jersey that morning, got off the plane and got recognised by a couple of people. And they're like, big game tonight. I'm like, first one, I'm like, same thing, deer in the headlights. Like, yeah, man. Like, didn't yeah, even I'm know. I'm ready. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Send me in. Could not be more ready. But didn't even realise at that point that I was wearing a Crusaders jersey. I was just thought someone random was hey, saying, hey, dunk, big game tonight. Could have been the Warriors. Could have been the Black Caps. <laughs> could have been an NBA game. I had no idea. It wasn't until the second one that I twigged. Um, and and I, then you guys got pumped. Oh, I don't remember that part of it. I thought oh. it was 13 plus Crusaders, <laughs> Munner and all that. Uh, but I'll tell you what, that's the wrong place to wear a Crusaders jersey and not know what's going on. Is there a rule against... I just assume we're winning. We always do. Is there, is there a rule against <laughs> wearing sports memorabilia that you're not a fan of the sports team? Because there's a large number of people... Any you person guys, in New Zealand ever that wears an American sports team, exactly. NBA jersey... I was going to say, both show boss Tegan and uh, tech producer Caleb would have literally still had a tail attached to them. It would have been circumnavigating a testicle when the craze was to wear starter jackets. Jackets from American basketball teams. Well, that was big, man. And Massive. You, you go, well, Charlotte Hornets, name three players for that team. It's like, pfft. Charles Barkley? I don't know. Oh, this happens with music stuff too, yeah. music merch. I saw some someone from bloody The Edge mm. wearing a Nirvana shirt. I said, you can't name a Nirvana song. He goes, nah, what's Nirvana? I said, on your shirt, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got that same problem for all those people wearing Harley Davidson T-shirts that don't own a single one of his albums. <laughs> You just got to do you, boo. <laughs> they should book a show at the bloody Victory to sell it out. <laughs> Old Harley and the Davidsons. Harley and the Davidsons. Yeah, great. Jay and Dunk reheated. Fjordland, which is just the most friggin' Jurassic Park looking place. Mountains that just jut straight up out of the ocean. The ocean drops straight down underneath. Um, what you can't see, obviously, just goes down to like 
hundreds of meters and there's it rains in, in Fiordland and there's just waterfalls everywhere. It's like reasonably untouched as far as fishing goes. Like it is a spot. And so the very first time we went there, we were on the, on a road trip with a couple of mates and m- me and Dixie decided we we're going to go down to Fiordland for one of the days from Queenstown. So we're like, naturally, we're like, well, we'll see what the bus is, the goers with the bus. And that was obviously the most economical way of getting there, although it was going to eat it's like... a bloody long time. Yeah, I can't really remember. It was maybe like four hours or something in the bus there and then four hours back with a couple of hours on the water at, in Fiordland. <laughs> it's a shit investment. Man. And so we get on the bus and it's pretty chocker. And what's ended up happening is there's a family and myself and Dixie have dissected the family. So there's a row in front of us of the family and there's a row behind. And there's like a grandma in the family, a couple of kids that need tending to. We didn't have kids at the time, so it probably didn't make as much sense. But so the old man um, was out of his seat and was constantly leaning over to try and tend to the kids behind me. But as he's leaning over, his cock and balls was like touching my shoulder. And I was like, instantly fucking raging. And I was like, I'm not going to be fucking enjoying this. Why don't at you all. just, in the beginning, just go, do you want to swap seats? Clearly, this is a fuck up. You sit here, we'll sit where you are, and then it's not a problem. I don't actually remember. It seems like such an obvious thing at the time. I think I was just blind, absolute blind rage. And then I was like, surely they won't happen again. Like, I was, I was trying to think, if I was in his position, would I know my nuts and dick would, was touching a stranger's shoulder? And I was like, I would. 100% would. I was like, so we won't Were be you doing- leaning into it, though? <laughs> Just nuzzling? <laughs> Were you nudging his knob with your shoulder? The answer is no, I was not nudging his knob with uh, my shoulder. <laughs> and so it probably happened four or five more times, and I ended up saying something. I was like, excuse me, mate, you just... You know, just pointed at his dick, which because he's standing up, I'm sitting down. I was like, at his dick, I was like, that, my shoulder, like quite a few times. He's like, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. And then did it like three or four more times. And I was like, oh my God, I just want to stand up and knock him out or punch him in his dick or something. And so by the time we got to Fiordland, I went out in this boat cruise, which is mega. They like back the thing under the bottom of a waterfall, which I don't even know if, you know, this is not very safe. But anyway, <laughs> got my little bald head covered in some waterfall. Um, and then we went back and I was like, you know what, fuck it. I can't do that again. I'm not going to sit for friggin' another four hours with old mate's cock and balls <laughs> on my shoulder. Like, life's not – I'm not into this. And so I went to the um, aeroplane place that flies out of there and we paid 370 bucks each because we had to pay essentially for the return flight. So the plane flew empty into Fiordland and me and Dixie just emptied our bank account and then flew back. And you know what? It was my favourite part of the whole South Island road trip because it was just such an amazing view down there. It felt like we were doing like scouting for the Lord of the Rings. It was summer and there was still snow on the mountains and all these lakes um, through the Southern Alps. It was like actually incredible. So in a weird sort of a way, I would, would have never got to experience that unless I had a cock and balls on my shoulders for four hours. <laughs> And if you've just joined us, Dunk's OnlyFans is <laughs> reheated. How's this for a yard? Uh, thank you to Lee White from Dubbo, New South Wales, Australia, for sending us one through to the Rock Drive on Facebook. Mm, it says, hey, fellas, a few years ago I was working on a construction site. I went from the training room back to the workshop as I was busting for a piss. I did my business, zipped up, and felt this God almighty pain. I had to go back into the cubicle and check that I hadn't zipped me mate up. I unzipped and checked, but it was all good. And as I was zipping back up, I felt something fall out of my trouser leg. It was a mother effing centipede, about 20 centimetres long. And he'd bitten me 
right on the shaft. Uh, <laughs> I had to go out and inform my supervisor what had happened, and he didn't believe me. Uh, I went to the bathroom to look and found the now dead centipede on the floor. He took me to the medic on site. They said that it wasn't poisonous and just to take a Panadol, uh, Panadol Forte and rest up. Probably the worst pain that I've ever felt in my life. Cheers, fellas. Love the show from over here in Oz. No, mate, good to have you listening. Um, the We used to find them as kids and play with them as kids when we were at the farm. The big purple big? ones, like, yeah, 15, 20 centimetres long. I don't know they got that big in New Zealand. Yeah, and they're nasty, like real bad for you, but we never got in any trouble with them. Like purple with orange legs. I don't even know that. Yeah, okay. Well, that's a bit of an eye opener. Yeah, and it's like their third legs back or something, or the stinger legs or something. But they just crawl around on our hands and we're like, classic. You know how we always like, they were always reading these stories out from Australia and you're just like, everything they're just trying to get you. Mm. It's like, must be a real battle to stay alive. I've now been thinking about it for a while and I know quite a few Australians and not one of them's come on stuff. No, I know. (laughs) We would, um, mate, a a buddy of mine. There was one time I was saying to my mate, He's been living over there for like 10 years. It's like, bro, is it like hectic? Like always looking out for snakes? Yeah. <laughs> Thinking that like when he goes down to Bunnings and he's walking past the, you know, the garden in the middle of the Bunnings car park that I think he'd be looking for brown snakes in there. Yeah. And he's like, bro, I've never seen one. That's I've been here a decade. My, uh, one of my best mates, Gergs, lives in Noosa and, and that place is epic. It's basically just a massive national park. It's and, so sick up there. And so when we go for a surf out at sort of the, the furthermost points in the national park, you'd be walking out along this track, and we'd just be walking there, and he'd be like, brown snake, and just there would be one on a rock right next to you, and like just doesn't even flinch. He's like, mate, it's first thing in the morning. They don't want to even get up and move around. They're just chilling out until it gets hot, and then they can start moving again, and then they'll peel off back Well, that's another the level. Yeah, and when he goes and puts out a, a, a mud crab pot, and you paddle it through this mangrove thing, which is just death park because it's just full of bull sharks. And he's like, no, it's sweet as long as you don't have any of the chicken just dripping on the deck because he paddles them out on the surfboard. As long as the chicken just doesn't drip on your surfboard when you're paddling it out, it's sweet as. You've got to paddle it like 100 Oh, no, meters. he's 100% going to die. Yeah. He's too shucker, bro. He's going to be the first mate out of both of my, mine and your mates is going to die. he has got a death wish. He'll get snuffed. Yeah, he's going to be, he was feeding popcorn chicken to a bull shark and it took his arm off and he bled out the mud flats. 100%. That's pretty much what it's I It's a real think. shame because he had a re- couple of real nice big mud crabs in there. He's going to have right. a dinner that night too. He's real sweet set up too and it's a great place. Now he's got no hands and he can't <laughs> eat them and he's dead. The end of Gurgs, the end. So we will know one eventually. Good. Hot and spicy. The Rock Drive reheated. Feeling hot, hot.